Okay, pass me that. There you go. Thank you. Now let's get started. Bless you. Gesundheit. Oh. Welcome, folks. Today we're here for a legendary moment in Cinema Smash history. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. We're here to talk about Dune. Uh, you already know it's one of the biggest films of the year. It's crushing it internationally and domestically. Uh, it is based on a beloved sci-fi classic. Some would say the original. Original. Yeah, the original modern sci-fi. And Denis Villeneuve has come out with a crack team of whip-smart desert nomads to make Dune 2021. Uh, I have a pretty intense connection with this source material, as it is my favorite book. Uh, what about you, Luke? What's your background? My background? Um, I was born... No. <laughs> no, I... Um, my first encounter with Dune was back in high school. I didn't... Really, I didn't read the novel till, like... Or I didn't start reading the novel till the first trailer came out. Okay. And it was you, your bitch ass who was hyping me up, like, from here to Tokyo. Because I had a, I had a mate in... Uh, like high school who was reading the books he was like oh well you're you're reading game of thrones you just read the original uh, political intrigue he's like okay okay well uh basic bitch <laughs> I but he what he is right i was like well i'm already like i'm in book two of the throne series i'm or in the song of ice and fire series i'm not gonna start another series right now mm. but right now i am reading the book at the moment have not finished it yet sadly but the movie was a blast and we went to the fucking premiere. Oh yeah, we were there opening night. The very night it came out. Back in September. The world, I believe. In September. Yep, yep. This was, uh, what, two months before it came out in America? Yeah, you have a feeling, uh, you know, we're pretty hyped up because it took us like two months to finally sit down and talk about it cohesively. Yes. <laughs> I had too many thoughts swimming around my brain the last two months. You uh, still have. I still have. I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I have seen this movie now. I'm going to say at least eight times. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, this, I know, I know. This well, is your Jurassic Park. This is my Jurassic Park. Uh, but the difference is Jurassic Park came out in 1993. Three. This came out a few months ago. So <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even worse. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I'm a bit obsessed. But bit. Dune 2021. Yes. Let me just lay down a little bit of foundation for you. Uh, Dune. Foundation? Foundation. I was going to make a Fremen joke, but I really, I, it didn't come to me, so, you know, my Prussian vision is pretty bad right now. I uh, really recommend Fremen, 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 Dune, 2021. Oh, okay. fuck off! <laughs> I'm not, I can't fuck up my fucking summary of Dune, when I've just set up He's the biggest fan. Yeah, like. to the throne. <laughs> <laughs> so, say Dune, 21, again, one more time. Dune, 2021, is based... <laughs> Dune is based on Frank Herbert's sci-fi novel of the same name from 1965, and it follows the tale of Paul Atreides, a young 15-year-old man from the planet Caladan, who is heir to the Duchy of Caladan, uh, and him and his family, uh, his father, the Duke Leto, and his mother, the Lady Jessica, they are given Fief Complete of Arrakis, which is uh, the only planet in the universe which has spice. Now, if I'm get if if you're getting lost, just just bear with us. We're nearly done. Spies uh, are drugs, and they make you make your eyes blue. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's basic. No, that's not it. Spice is the only thing that allows intergalactic travel. 
because the guild navigators who steer the ships need it to plot st- plot routes through the stars without crashing into them uh, as they travel faster than light speed. Mm-hmm. So the planet Arrakis is the only planet in the system which has this spice, and so all of the great houses who are run by the Imperial uh, House of Carino. Oh. Uh, they all essentially covet this spice, they all rely on it, and whoever is controlling the spice, whoever controls the spice controls the universe. Hey, I feel so, like that's a quote. Yeah, some, it seems familiar, right? It's clear your knowledge outshines mine on this topic. Maybe a little. A little. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but so, the Paul Atreides, the Atreides family, they head to Arrakis, and as you can imagine, considering it's all about warring houses, uh, they're in a lot of trouble, uh, I think, as soon as they touch. Isn't that the Empire wants to get rid of them? The Emperor, yeah. He, because he's, he's jealous of their, well, goodwill, basically, their, their, the loyalty of the other houses. Yeah, so, so the background is essentially uh, the the Imperium, as it's called, is a collection of planets and systems uh, which are governed by different great houses. So there's the House Carino, there's the House Atreides, there's the House Harkonnen, and all of these houses, essentially, are, they submit to the Imperial House, but only because the Imperial House has just about enough power with their Sadakar army to dominate the rest of the houses. Having said that, if the houses rise up and combine their forces, then is the only time that they can defeat the Imperium. Mm-hmm. So, it's a very delicate balance, and, you know, Paul Atreides is thrown right into the middle of it on this desert planet of Arrakis, also known as Dune. I feel like you have to have, like, a, you, watched, you had to watch a breakdown video of the guild or du- Duneverse. Is there a name for the Duneverse? Uh. To have like an explanation for all the the, the Empire, the Guild, the mm. Spice. I mean, Arrakis, pretty given. I've heard it's beautiful when the sun is low. I've heard that as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. where. <clears throat> something about outsiders coming to ravage uh, something about land. Oof, now we're getting political. <laughs> But it is, and I think that's one of the one of the great pillars of Dune, and why it's remained so. It terrible really, you really can see where where all the inspiration came for both, especially Star Wars, because yeah. the the yeah. voice is basically the Force. Yeah, no, exactly. to a certain degree. Yeah, and the Empire. I mean, duh. Of course, there's no uh, patent on sci-fi spaceships, planets. Ooh, but. Given you know what what did George Lucas say? They look like each other, so they rhyme. But is it, is it mm. rhyming when it's basically the same? Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, I think with Star Wars, it, it did take a lot of uh, cues from you know the great action adventure movies of its time, uh, uh, stories of its time. It made it more accessible, I feel like, for a more general yeah. audience yeah. because yeah. the book, at least for as far as I've read up until now, and the movie as well, maybe to a slight lesser degree really goes into the development of oppression of a group of people and the use of religious themes in uh, such revolutions and how they eventually become the new oppressors. Mm-hmm. But at least with teens like that, that's less accessible for the, at least a general audience, at least back then, now even still to a certain degree. degree. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's more creme de la creme. Yeah, 100%. I mean... Uh, with the with the, I think the difference is, of course, like Star Wars is is intended to have that kind of familiar hero's journey esque uh, story where it will end in a big fight, 
you the messages within are essentially what the character themselves go through which you know that goes for most stories but mm-hmm. in the sense that you know Luke Skywalker is a young Jedi he needs to save the galaxy that's essentially his conflict from young farmer's boy to savior of the universe yeah and I'm not you know I'm not that's every Star Wars that's, that's, no uh, I mean that's every boy's dream yeah exactly you know and, and it's done really well uh, but it is a different kind of story this is more about systems and, and institutions that keep you know, different populaces down. It's about how telling stories can lead to, to, to terrifying realizations when, you know, and I think a really a good parallel for Dune and, and it's interesting that it came out in this movie is you look at Donald Trump and I honestly see some, some parallels with later Paul Atreides. Oh boy. Yeah. Now, no, no, no spoilers. No spoilies. No spoilies. I'm not that far ahead in novel. <laughs> No spoilers, but let, let, let's just say that um, it's it's a warning tale about the prospect of you know religious fanaticism of people uh, uh, you know uh, use of charisma yeah and yeah charismatic by winding leaders, yeah. people around your fingers yeah yeah it's it's that that's exactly it it's, it's charismatic leaders and how dangerous they can be and yeah but I'm not going to go into that because that's... <laughs> Latest. That's no longer movie related. Yeah. No. Yeah. What uh, I feel like uh, I wrote an essay about this a few years ago, or a research paper, where um, there were certain groups or certain Germans who would refer to these kind of entertainment, like Dune, you have with well themes of religious fanaticism and just political intrigue. You could have said the same for earlier season of Game of Thrones with the political intrigue. And it could be said for Westworld with human philosophy and the development of artificial intelligence. Mm. And people describe this as a uh, high form of entertainment or ah, so a okay. more educational. Be- or Yeah, they would literally classify it as high entertainment. Yeah. I'm not saying people are, or some people are too dumb to follow it, but there are messages or themes covered in uh these types of these media texts yeah. that do have more uh strong uh, stronger messages compared to let's say yeah. uh Star Wars mm-hmm. even though they still offer at least some social commentary i mean yeah. every movie does to a certain degree i think you have to really inherently in making a movie but i want to know from you first mm-hmm. because you were hyping this up for Fuck knows how long. About two years. Yeah. What was your initial reaction walking into the theater mm-hmm. and walking out of the theater? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'll be honest. Walking in, I was I was pretty scared that they would have. I, I I had a lot of faith. I knew Denis Villeneuve was my favorite director currently alive, <laughs> uh, and I knew it was in safe hands. But I was worried that you know they they had to appeal to a certain you know high budget film uh, formula in a sense because yeah. you had to have those big fights you had to have those spectac- spectacular moments otherwise nobody was going to watch a movie so I was worried that they get rid of the essence of Dune which is this cautionary tale about uh, charismatic leaders and, and, and the dangers of, of religious uh, z- zeal um, and all, all these different themes like environmentalism and ecology and uh, different cultures and and, and people oppressing different cultures i thought they would just focus on maybe the environmental aspect or something along those lines but walking out i can confidently say they pretty much smashed it out of the park 
there's a lot that's missing but that was inherent you couldn't avoid that and what they did put in is perfect it's already almost a three hour movie yeah so yeah exactly with no pee breaks no pee breaks a lot of scenes of people (laughs) you know rubbing their hands um but yeah let's break it down let's go into it uh what was your initial thought leaving the movie oh well i had no prior experience so i wasn't there with you guys jizzing in the theater for the record nobody jizzed no one was wearing their cinema pants but uh, walking in I just have a certain expectation because the stellar cast and just the scoring already mm. just from the trailers uh, I mean Hans Zimmer you can never go wrong there oh, yeah. he, I think this is his best work easy oh yeah Hans uh, Hans Zimmer did make some amazing uh, soundtracks for lesser movies for great movies uh, I think he's might be one of my best or most played uh, artists mm. this year but I'm not sure till I get my Spotify reps yeah, soon. <laughs> soon yes but uh, walking out I was even more surprised because I mean first of all I really had to pee Yeah. Okay. but once I walked out of the toilet I was like damn mm-hmm. this movie it looked amazing yeah. the acting was amazing the sound design was amazing would there be some lesser points Probably sometimes the pacing, but also not. Because, mm. yes, some key scenes were omitted, maybe just for backup or building character. But if those scenes were also still included, I think it would have messed up the pace even more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Although, um, I have looked at some cut scenes, and there's one that I think could have easily fit in. Uh, by the way, spoilers from this point on, uh, just to get out there. I mean watching this episode so yeah well just if you don't know spoilers spoilies watch the movie and get the fuck out of here um but so there was a lot of cut scenes and one huge 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 plot point from the early parts of the book as you know is dr ua and how and why he betrays the atreides um they essentially got rid of all of it and i've i've, I've read a leaked uh, part of a script which is just one page which just had dr ua saying to paul like uh, uh, they talk about the Orange Catholic Bible, and um, for those that don't know, they've just they've mixed a bunch of religions together, and that's mm-hmm. like you know the future of religion is a combination. Um, so they talk about that, and and uh, UA essentially gives him a little bit of just some some tips for going to Arrakis, uh, and and just sort of explains and t- mentions his wife Wana as well. Who yeah, but you know I think that was the one scene that was sorely missing from this movie is is that. I needed a bit more. Just this one scene with Yue, just to just to contextualize what he does and why it's so devastating. Doesn't he mention once uh, earlier in the movie as well about his wife? Um, because there is talk of a traitor, and I think we get a sort of glimpse or or, or look at why it could be him. Mm. Because the novel, because in the novel there is this uh, or are these chapters that. Um, both the Duke and Paul know that there is an or there is a traitor amongst them uh, and there is one half burned note which could suggest that it is Lady Jessica but uh, Duke Leto already knows or like firmly believes that it isn't her so he tells Paul of course about how he they have to like make her think 
that they can't like bring her into the situation or they have to th let others know there could be some form of tension between the groups because there is this chapter uh, like right before the the fall of Arakeen or the yeah the con yeah what the slaughter of Arakeen basically the massacre yeah. the massacre that's where I was looking for where they have like a, a dinner party mm. where the duke like on pur or purposefully says things which could uh, make, give off the perception that things aren't going smoothly between the two of them and there's also this amazing uh, like sequence or this paragraph about this banker who both Paul and Lady Jessica know or can sense by his body language and the way of speaking he is actually a Harkonnen spy yeah yeah and but I would feel like because so much of those scenes are 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 uh, told in thought you can't possibly put that perfectly on screen yeah because that would just be stares yeah exactly those scenes uh give great context in the novel mm. uh and for those who have read the novel coming into the movie can just think like okay this happened off screen yeah because yeah. it just gives extra information but isn't necessary for the course of the movie yeah exactly and and as, as much as i love this film as you can tell my biggest issue is also the pacing uh I think they did essentially the best job they could have done. Yes. Agreed. But it's it's just a case of like as a fan I wanted another extra hour or like I w at the same I'm time I'm fine with an extra hour but give me a goddamn pee break. <laughs> yeah, no, like extended edition maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's already been split into two parts, so I mean, Zack Snyder was uh, did a 4-hour Justice League movie, so Yeah, let's uh let's hopefully that doesn't Actually, no, I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah. What do you mean? Um, not in like a the way Zack Snyder did it, which is it was like a six, TV show. Uh, no, it was a six episodic release, but even still in one movie, I could mm, still see yeah. that be done for yeah, other for projects. Dune, for Dune, that would be amazing, actually. But, yeah, but yeah. So uh, with the cut stuff, I missed all of it. Obviously, the dinner scene is probably my favorite scene in the book, or it's one of them anyway. But like you said, it's not actually that important. But I don't know. The the best thing I could say about what we missed from this film is that it, the film is so good that hopefully people will just want to, you know, see what else happened in the book uh, because, you know, whatever they were missing. Um, and that's great to, to, to have people... Because right now Dune, or at least it was, Dune was the highest selling book in, in America, I think. Could which be. Which is insane. Is You know, a, a 50, 60 year old book. Yeah. I mean, the Bible um, still sells pretty well. <laughs> yeah, but this is a this is essentially a different version. So. <laughs> True. So, but so for those of you that don't know, and I know we're in spoilers, so you probably do know, but we'll just run down a quick sequence of events so people know what we're referencing. Uh, so Ned Stark goes south to become Ham the King. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is like it's stunning how similar it is. He gets murdered. Yeah, yeah. The kids have to flee. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it like that, actually, it's it's pretty similar to Game of Thrones. Last oh, dragons, Thrones last dragons, but more Shai Hulud. Yeah, more Shai Hulud. Yeah, uh, bless the maker and his water. Bless uh, the comings and goings of him. Uh, anyway, so uh, what was I saying? Quick rundown of events. Oh yeah, <laughs> shit. So uh, essentially, we open to Chani, which is played by who is played by Zendaya. Uh, I thought she did a good job. Lotta. Uh, yeah, and she is just essentially narrating to the audience what's happening on Arrakis and how her people, the Fremen, who are indigenous nomad tribes, 
who live in the desert, which of this desert world Iraq is. Uh, and she just explains how the oppressors, who are the Harkonnens, House Harkonnen, mm -hmm. uh, who have been in control of Arrakis for 80 years, I think they say. Um, who have been oppressing Arrakis yeah, for just multiple been generations. Taking the spice, you know, killing as many Fremen as they can and leaving, making them probably the richest family in the Imperium. Yes. Uh, so we have that sequence w of, of Chani narrating essentially, you know, 80 years of history. Into and suddenly they leave. Uh, Suddenly, Suddenly leave, yeah. the Harkonnens leave, and no one knows why. Mm. And the planet is offered to House Atreides. But uh, as is also shown in the movie, they they get like the planet to take care of from the Emperor. Mm -hmm. But the moment, even though they accept the offer, they know it's a trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's. And that's, that's one of the most. I feel like that's one of the most interesting aspects because mm -hmm. most of the times, you're like screaming at your screen, like "Don't yeah. go there! It's a trap! It's, it's a trap!" Like Admiral Akbar, like uh, "It's a trap!" <laughs> and they get there, and they know it's a trap, which gives them time yeah. to prepare. Yeah. Because uh, yet they still feel like this is like a horror movie. Yeah. Where people make all the right decisions. Exactly. And still exactly. die. And that's so rare these days, especially to have characters actually be logical in in a movie like this. Um, but that's because uh, Paul's mom, the Lady Jessica, is a sister of the Bene Gesserit, which are a secret order of witches, essentially. Yeah, so I wouldn't call them witches. Sorcerer priests, sorcerer nuns. Yeah, like sorcerers, sorceresses, uh, who essentially... Je Jedi nuns. Jedi nuns, yeah. yeah sure. To use more general terms. Yeah, yeah. but, but they, uh, their thing is, is political uh, manipulation. Their yes. thing is planting paths that they expect people to follow uh, uh propaganda machines to serve yeah. their own interest yeah they they create essentially create religions by planting these stories across different cultures and, and, and planets um and they also have like prescient abilities so they can kind of occasionally not see the future but you know see how things might versions of a possible future yes 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 uh so this, this, this sisterhood, essentially, in the book, this is the first scene, but in the movie, it's just a little later on. Uh, the sisterhood sends their leader, if you want to call it that, their... their Reverend Mother. Reverend Mother, yeah. How could I not think of that phrase? Um, big Mama. Big Mama. <laughs> they send Big Mama to the house and... Uh, to basically have a 50-50% of murdering her only son. Yeah. The, she, she says... The um, ducal heir. The Ducal Air, yeah. She uh, she tests Paul with a gum jabar, which is... A black box and a needle. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, distills it down a bit, but that's essentially... What, what are people going to think? She presented with a gum jabar. Like, <laughs> talking about bubblegum? <laughs> no, was, yeah, no, it, like, I mean, it needs some explanation. Okay, how would, you, how would you explain it? I would explain it as it is a box that holds pain and... She essentially like it's it's to you it's used to see if a man can control or a woman can control their impulses and if you can withstand that pain for for long enough without reacting like an animal as uh, the Reverend Mother says. Um, so it's just about, it's supposed to as as she says sift people for humans. Yes. Uh, yes. And with Paul being such a powerful person in the Imperium, you know it's important that that he uh, passes the test. So after the test, Paul. Essentially, his, his prescient visions awake, uh, uh, which are uh, visions of the future that he sees, sometimes dreaming, sometimes awake. 
Um, they don't always come true exactly how they did, and I thought this movie was really, really, really incredible at portraying that. Like, yes, because the, the danger of like these visions of the future is that like when you know when you see the vision, and it's supposed to be the truth, and you haven't haven't seen that happening, or and people get in a dangerous situation, you know they'll be all right. Yeah, which, exactly. Yeah. really downplays the emotional connection you would sometimes feel yeah but by this movie having it be possibilities mm. of the future or when in the movie paul has these visions which should help him in the future but actually help him in the present yeah those give uh interesting insights into the possibilities of like having yeah. visions in uh, in in movies or other forms of media texts, instead mm-hmm. of just like even with that's so Raven, yeah. <laughs> to go back to at least my first um, one of my first experiences with seeing the future, mm. it is an interpretation mm. of a future event. But even like the you could see the objective future, the interpretation will be subjective. Right, right. Yes. But these are ju- these are just I feel like possibilities like a splintering timeline, one decision yeah, influences yeah. whether you go that way or not. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we wrote it in the book. So the way they did it is fantastic. They added stuff that wasn't even in the book that just drives the point home beautifully. Uh, so these pressure visions are essentially the the kicker that you know introduces us to Paul and introduces us to what he's going through. Um, I, we're not going to break down the whole thing, but from there they get to Arrakis. You know, we have some bonding moments with with uh, Leto and his son, and Jessica and her son, uh, and then shit goes down. Let's, uh, let's put it like that. The Atreides are in a lot of trouble. Uh, Doctor Yue has betrayed them, and the shield comes down, which they didn't really show in the movie, but that's what happens in the book. Um, the shield wall. Uh, the generators are turned off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah. So I guess it's just that. But because for me, I, I had this like physical representation of a shield around Arakeen when I was reading mm-hmm. the book. Yeah, nearing the and sheet wall, yeah. Sheet yeah. wall? Shield. shield wall. Yeah. Thank so you. from there, the Atreides are attacked fucked. and fucked. Big time fucked. They all knew it was a trap, but it happened too quick. Uh, so they weren't ready for it. And from that point, Paul and Jessica go on the run. They encounter great sandworms for the first time and they run into the Fremen. Yes. Which are, like I said, the indigenous people who live on the planet. Mm-hmm. and With uh, blue on blue eyes. Blue on blue eyes, because of their addiction to spice, yeah. Probably uh, a reference, because they make it drugs here, drug addiction. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. I mean, they put it on their damn food. They put it in their yeah. damn drinks. They put Coffee, it on everything. everything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm so surprised to have like a, a, a book, yeah, a novel like that, such science fiction. Like, did you have your coffee? Like, what the... <laughs> Yeah. One of the thing of one of the some of the few things to survive from human civilization, even though it's been how many years? Oh, it's the year ten thousand after guild. So, yeah, after guild, and they say it's around eleven thousand after Christ. Ten thousand one hundred ninety-one, I believe. Okay, nerd. <laughs> Just want to flex. So. But I mean, like from. Some of the few things to survive from our human civilization is yeah. fucking coffee and bagpipes. Not <laughs> even, and bagpipes. not even sunglasses, <laughs> but bagpipes. That's a great point. Oh, I, I, love, I love, I love, I love the music. I love the soundtrack. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that yeah, sounds like a dying goose. But <laughs> like, no, it's oh. done really well. It, to be honest, at first, I didn't like that 
the bagpipes. You didn't. It sounded just off. Like I don't know. But you know, with their influence being like you know Mediterranean mixed Greek. with like Celtic as well. I mean, their their influ- the are kind of like Greek, and you know, I would personally put bagpipes in Scotland. No, no, no. But there is some Scottish influence, and that's why they have the bagpipes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, when it comes back for the final charge against yes. the Harkonnens, then I was like, okay, I get it. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, that's essentially the film. We lose some people along the way. Duncan Idaho has a great death. Oh, uh, and it ends with Paul killing his first man, Jamis, one of the Fremen, who challenge him because his mother beat the leader of the tribe, Stilgar. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the movie, is, is Paul accepting that, you know, he has to kill this man, even though he doesn't want to, and he's essentially... Yeah, he he tries to get him to yield, and they're like... <gasps> Yeah. No. How dare you? That is not our way. No. It's... Why do you like murder so much? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, God tells them to. Uh, Shai Halud says uh, these people got to die. Um, but, so yeah, that's Dune. That's essentially the first half of the book, uh, pretty much. And We're not going further into details. No, 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 no. But, yeah. Favorite, so the... favorite scene. Go. Favorite scene has to be either the attack on Arakeen or Duncan's death. Eh. Because when Gurney's like, get everything with the guns off the ground now, it all goes. You know, I was watching a breakdown of the VFX for that scene, and, and yeah. he said basically uh, the the difference is that a lot of movies don't show what the lighting would look like or what the scene would look like if this, you know, special yes. effect was happening. In real I life. saw that earlier today. And Denis Villeneuve, you know, credit to the man because he, he knows what the he's lights. doing. Uh, yeah, because they were referencing it or they were like uh, comparing it to a scene of Black Widow. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I mean, it does still look great. I mean, the Black Widow uses some pretty good VFX. Sometimes yeah. you don't even know it's VFX till you see the breakdown. Yeah. But you do have like explosions in the background, but Natasha's or or Scarlett Johansson's face is still like perfectly lit. Nothing changes. Where, as in Seed in Dune, an explosion in the background, you only see the silhouette of the people because yeah. the colors yeah. in the back are so bright. And even once the explosion kind of, you know. Subsides. Uh, subsides, subsides. Uh, the light, the lighting changes again. Changes again. Even though, again, this is all I assume like artificially created. It's not. They didn't have practical explosions in the back, mm. but they did have big, big flashes of light. Flashes of light, yeah, yeah. which did already create the needed contours okay, okay. because they added the explosion in post production. Yeah. But they also had because they tried to use the what's it called? The Mandalorian used this. Mm-hmm. In their seasons, and Westworld also made use of this. They made use of these gigantic screens, which would project the background. Right, yeah. And it would move with them. Okay. But they found that it wasn't possible for Dune, because the, 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 LED, pa- the LED panels didn't reflect or didn't produce enough light of their own mm. for the cinematography. Right. But what they did, they used sand screens... Mm. Uh, just like yeah like screens to color off the sand or the sandstorms whatever and it would reflect the light from those panels onto uh, the characters because that would give them also the the orangey yellow beige uh, light tint and they also kept all the windows in all the vehicles because in normal production they get rid of the windows Mm. They place uh, new windows with VFX and add reflections onto them. They still added reflections, but the windows were still in. Mm-hmm. So it was already kind of like tinted over 
when you would see the characters. Mm. And that's what made it very special. Yeah, it's, you know, using real locations, using real effects, using real uh, ways to show what you're trying to show. You can tell. I think even if someone isn't uh, particularly, you know, knowledgeable about the the in depth ways that film films are made, you can still tell. It's not just fast paced action. It is thoughtful monologues, great soundtrack, actual messages. Uh, the same with Eternals. Just. You haven't seen it yet, I mm, think. No, nope. you haven't. But the movie, it just the cinematography is so amazing. It literally asks questions Marvel never asked before. It, it mm. goes into free will, creation, God, also godlike creatures with mm-hmm. the celestials, and uh, a lot of people, well, mostly the critics, are like finding it very boring and whatever. But it, I really like that it's going more into mainstream culture. Oh, yeah. Because so many people are such little pussies. Saying, oh, it's so boring. Like, no, fuck off. <laughs> it's amazing to finally have something which is thought-provoking instead of just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, no, exactly. That gets tiring after a while. Yeah. yeah. Also because it's like the same formula over and over. Like, the hero's mm. journey, that's a normal approach to any movie. Mm. But find a way to change it maybe even in the subtlest ways yeah yeah because then and you that says all you need to know about dune yeah is that this movie was uh, sorry the book the story was made in 1965 when things that were coming out along those times you know star wars is the one of the prime examples of the hero's journey yeah and you know it was revolutionary almost at the time well, it was revolutionary, but I don't mean for the purposes of the yeah, yeah, journey. Yeah. That's just something <laughs> that's existed for ages. Yeah, it's just but... for the technique. I mean, yeah, and you know the fact that Dune was so subversive even at, back then it says everything. It's Islamic influences. Uh, it's it's messages on it's, it's the fact that it's a sci-fi, which back then was was likely seen more as oh, you know, it's just spectacle. It's it's just action and, and the and, geeks are at it again. Yeah, a bit of Flash Gordon, a bit of uh, yeah. <laughs> That kind of stuff. But no, Dune took it and said, no, fuck all that. I do want to touch upon a bit more on the score because it is so great. I'm reading the novel right now. And every time I'm reading the novel, I have like my AirPods in and I put the, the music on. We have the Mongolian throat singing, which is for the, I mean, basically the, the, the Sardaukar who are more, how would you describe it? More and more... Um, uh, nope. Primal. Yeah, thing. primal. I would say primitive. But it's They're raised on a prison planet, which is known for its the, horrible conditions. The Mongolian so. throat singing is more of a reference to the primal and... Animalistic. Animalistic, the rage yeah. uh, they are portraying. And you have, of course, the bagpipes for House of Trades, which, I mean, bagpipes often give like this sense of status. Mm. Yeah, true. And you have the whispering and even like the 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 forceful women's choir yeah. which turns to like silent whisperings as well for mm. for the Bene Gesserit. Oh, they all they all have amazing, their yeah. they all have their personal themes yeah even i think duncan idaho has kind of his own theme yeah duncan's got his theme yeah, yeah. But, but just the way that they've they've interacted totally different factions because by the way your average cinema goer doesn't know what the Bene Gesserit obviously doesn't know what the Bene Gesserit doesn't know what Me neither. Imperium means but just to hear certain audio audio cues and you know you get put into that mind frame of alright so I think I kind of know what this scene is about 
Uh, a good example is the the spice harvester scene. Yeah. Uh, Paul is is gets off the ornithopter when a worm is coming. We haven't even talked about worms yet. Oh my god. The, big, um, <laughs> the, the forbidden booty holes. <laughs> Do not besmirch the great Shai Halud. Uh, Paul is is basically tr- uh, stuck outside because he's having visions and he's like he doesn't know what to do. He's, he's, high, he's high as a kite. High as a kite, yeah. Um, and he's breathing in all this spice, and you get like a, a layering of different theme, different themes and different different uh, audio cues and stuff. You have the Bene Gesserit whispering. You have the Atreides light motif. Yeah. Uh, so you have those things that are all interacting, and you just kind of as the movie goes on, you you start to associate different sounds to different uh, uh, parties and different factions and people and all this different stuff and Hans Zimmer has crushed it yes. let me say he's crushed yes. it My that's goodness. what I that's what I always like from movies such like this the leitmotifs are often what get you because there are certain themes like you have like of course Hedwig's theme Harry Potter mm. it's one of the most recognizable themes I would say yeah okay. but going back to leitmotifs one of the first encounters of this I had with watching the Avatar cartoon, mm. The Legend of Aang, because yeah. first, in the first season, you have the tun 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 for Zuko, yep. for his entrance. And in later seasons, after Zuko has left the Fire Nation, okay. it becomes a leitmotif for the Fire Nation in general. Mm. So, all those different themes. There is a, a great YouTube video, it's from uh, Sideways. Is YouTube account that it's called. It has this great breakdown of all the different leitmotifs and the importance of those types of music mm-hmm. in me- me media text. Yeah. He also has another video where he totally shits on cats, but that's not a thing. <laughs> but yeah, the importance of music is very important. The importance of <laughs> music is very important for signaling nonverbal cues yeah. to the audience yeah. because they even unconsciously can connect the dots yeah no, exactly and i've i've never experienced i've never seen a a movie do it so well as this one to be honest like in the sense it that did take another youtube video breakdown for me to understand like oh yeah it's yeah. actually true <laughs> yeah no because like there's, there's so much that the audience couldn't possibly know unless they read the books and Hans zimmer basically just distills it into a sound and that's revolutionary like that's masterful level stuff like uh, one little example is when he puts his hand in the box and you just you, you feel something's wrong but you're not sure quite what it is and that's helped by Timothy's acting as well obviously but yes um, also the high pitched sound yeah yeah because I high pitch always equals pain yeah that's, so yeah. it's not too high pitched that you just immediately want to like turn it off mm. but just like uh, the movie it's so uncomfortable that you're not yeah. You're just like yeah. physically cringing a, a little bit mm-hmm. because those leitmotifs, when you, even when you put them in another key or I mean a, mi- a minor key, mm-hmm. the leitmotifs can still have the same effect but to a different degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's seen as well in the battle scenes versus, uh, for example, the bagpipes when the Atreides are proudly displaying their power, the bagpipes are kind of just, you know, triumphant and. Yeah. Uh, da, da. Um, <laughs> but then when they're charging for what I think a lot of them know is going to be their last charge, uh, it's a little darker. It's a little more I think epic in scale. I think it's from, like the, from the uh, the the clip or the song called Armada. If I find it, I'll put 
Los bagpipes right here. That hasn't, you know, destroyed your brain. Uh, we can keep going. I like bagpipes, but they are a lot to listen to. Uh, I'm gonna talk problems just because I do have a little bit of problems. Are you okay with that? Go ahead. Problems. I already, I kind of talked about the UA stuff. Not enough UA. Not enough uh, other things. Other, exposition. All of that can be forgiven, you know, except for the UA stuff that is kind of important. But it didn't spoil my enjoyment. I get, I get that he was kind of just like. Let's just have it be a surprise rather than, you know, put in all these different uh, uh, internal thoughts that he was having and, and conflicts that he was having. Because in the book, Yue is essentially the character. You know that, he is. Yeah, and, and for me, he was the first character that I really latched onto because there's so much about him in the first few, you know, 20 You 30, latched onto Yue? Before I knew what he was going to do. Okay, like, because yeah. Otherwise, uh, I wouldn't trust you again very soon. <laughs> Before I knew what he was going to do. Ah, okay. Um,. Because, you know, he was like my introduction. He was, uh, I was reading it from his perspective. So, oh. uh, anyway, so that is a little problem. Not a major one for me, but yeah. Another one uh, that I do have a problem with is, well, there's, there's a lot of cut stuff that should have been cut. But again, that goes back to my last point. I get it. I get Director's it. cut. It pisses me off. Yeah, there has to be one. There has to be one. Overall, I know this has been a little all over the place in parts, but only because there's so much to say about this movie, about this book, about this universe. I'm really, really glad that this is looking like it could be the next, you know, uh, series of, of, of big franchise. events. Yeah. Um, it really is. And I think, you know, people said this movie was unfilmable before this movie. I mean, you look at 1984's Dune and, and it's night and day. Like, the decision to, to not have internal monologue, to not show all the minuscule stuff that the book goes into detail with is interesting because I think it could have pissed a lot of fans off if they didn't do it right. But what they they made the perfect companion to the book. They yeah, made, yeah, yeah. They made a perfect representation that doesn't include everything, but it includes more than enough to, yes. to, to satisfy uh, you as a fan. And, and if the, the second part is even... I hope it lives up to the hype that's created by the first. Oh, trust me. The last shot that we see, people, one of the last shots we see is a motherfucking Fremen riding a worm. We didn't even talk about the worms. Okay. <laughs> we did. We barely mentioned them. Okay? True. But, well, like, <laughs> yeah, they're worms that are beautifully created. They are... Big worms that live under the sand and they have worshipped as gods by the, the people. Sh- the Shai Hulud. The crease knives, of course. They've really put a lot of excitement into the future of Dune with yes. this movie. Like, I think well, we know he has pressure visions. We know they kind of work out. Kind of spoilies. Yeah, but so my point is, like, that stuff is. I feel like you've just... been saying that for the past hour. What the point is? <laughs> Shut up, man! I say that a lot, okay? <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, I think it looks great, and the 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 riding the sandworms and the big yes. fights and the, all that stuff. Uh, I am wondering, however, how. A crease knife is made. Like, does a worm die and they salvage the teeth for the knives? Or... I read that it's from, from dead dead worms, yeah. Oh. Poor guys. Poor things. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's Dune. Uh, there's so much more I could talk about, but it's, we're already at an hour now. and it's, it's Let's it's, leave it for uh, part two. 
<laughs> Coming yeah, out in 2023. This is just the beginning. <laughs> oh, God. I need yeah. a... I need a... I need a... <laughs> you, you, just, you just spat it into a, a cup. Like a cowboy. <laughs> There's so many little stuff, as well, so many little things as well that are a nod to book readers that obviously I can't really talk about, but... The, this is one of those films that when you watch it for the first time without knowing the universe and all that, it's not gonna you're gonna miss those kind of things obviously. But when the sequel comes along, they have the potential to have different pressure vision, visions play out, you know, similarly and like just call back to this first movie over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they did a bang up job, trust me. All you know, book readers, you know what I'm talking about. The Beatle next to Duncan, yeah, that I know. I think I do at least. <laughs> yeah. One uh, one final negative is that not enough water discipline. I didn't feel thirsty. I should have felt thirsty as fuck, and I didn't. You should have bought salt popcorn. <laughs> True. Actually. And we shouldn't have bought beers. Should have bought beers. Should we? Should we? Should we What's a beers? movie? What's a movie without beer? I didn't. I didn't have a sip until the movie was over because I was like, I'm not leaving a second of this. It was to like go you to were toilet. you were sitting next to me. It was the ro- <laughs> the end credits, and you should have had like. <laughs> Dune, what would you rate it out of 10, Luke? Oof. Four and a half out of five stars. Nine mm. out of 10. I fully support that. Nine out of 10. It's the first time we agreed on something. Yeah, it is. Oh my totally God. Totally agreed as well. Oh my God. There's only a few things keeping it from a perfect 10, but I couldn't consciously give it a I 10 think... without. The thing for me that you should never judge a movie based on just the movie by itself. Like, you know, if you compare, for example, uh, A New Hope to this movie some someone who's you know a bit more so someone who's a bit more like into high art i guess if you stereotypically prissy yeah sure yeah like i was a few years ago (laughs) now how now fuck off (laughs) (laughs) no but what i'm trying to say is like uh you can't compare them both equally no this is not how it works i enjoy a new hope Almost as much as I enjoyed Dune. Really? I only enjoyed Dune more because obviously I have that connection to the source material. But Fair point. Um, yeah, so it's pretty close. So, you know, but that's for different reasons. I don't want to watch Star Wars to watch something about ecology and, and nations clashing. And all. I just want to see people fight. You want to see r 2 go? Exactly, yeah. <coughs> oh. Now the show begins. <coughs> oh, I really hurt my throat. I could tell that, that sounded fucking painful. <laughs> I think also for newcomers, it's <clears throat> it's not impenetrable. I think it's quite entertaining. My girlfriend really enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like for those not even in, like that much into the story or the story behind it, the star-studded cast makes it very enjoyable for everyone there. Yeah, exactly. Because you have like, um, well, those who are like already set in the industry because you have Jason Momoa, who at least I first saw, of course, in Game of Thrones, Rebecca Ferguson... Who has done some amazing performances? Both like uh, the few things I can come to mind, of course, are her stellar performances. Rose the Hat in oh, Doctor yeah. Sleep, oh, yeah. Yeah. because she was beautiful, but she was beautifully terrifying. Mm-hmm. And her perfect or her very beautiful performance in The Greatest Showman as well. Fucking brilliant! Go and watch it. Support the cause. If you want good movies, go pay to watch this movie, because otherwise, I'm not going to keep getting made. The first movie we ever agreed upon in our rating. Probably, yeah. High five, bitch. Oh, shit. Woo! Damn!